Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Penny for Your Thoughts. We hit the middle of the week here on this Wednesday morning here at the Radio Center, about 75 degrees, a little warmer here lately as we've uh, seen the humidity go up, a little bit of rain here and there at times over the next couple of days, according to Greg Solier. I'm Brian Barnhart, sitting in for Jim Turpin this week. Jim taking a week off. He'll be back on Monday. He's been busy, by the way. Uh, he and Louise, his wife, I think just celebrated their 65th wedding anniversary. I believe that was yesterday. And I'm also, I saw him on Monday. He was going to see Dunkirk, both at the theater and uh, I think at the Virginia Theater during the course of the week. So he's been keeping busy, but he'll be back on uh, Monday. We'll be joined by Tom Bruno, local attorney and Champaign City Councilman here, coming up in just a couple of minutes after our first break. Let me give you the phone numbers, 356 9397 you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. We're going to talk with Tom Bruno about lots of things that he's involved with, a high-profile case I think I uh, know you've heard about recently, and uh, how he handles those in general and process, where we are in that, and uh, items with the Champaign City Council, including that big downtown development, uh, the Champaign City Council and the uh, Police Review Board, the Citizen Complaint Board, will get into that and uh, touch on national things as well, fun things like the eclipse and all of the uh, talk with Charlottesville and Confederate monuments and all of that. We'll uh, get into those subjects if we have time during this next hour with Tom Bruno. 9.07, we'll take our opening break, and Tom will join us next here on Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, we'll look forward to that with Lauren Tate. Let me give you the phone numbers, 356 356- 9397, and you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. Pleased to be joined by our friend Tom Bruno, well-known attorney and Champaign City Councilman. How are you? I'm great. Good, good. morning, Brian. Yeah, Thank to, you for having me. Good to have you here, and you're ready for the eclipse? I am uh, totally ready for the yeah. eclipse. You're going down south to see it? I, I am. Uh, I've got my glasses. I've got <laughs> I've got a destination. And uh, and I'm going down, making a day trip out of it with mm-hmm. the, a lot of the family members. So have you got a secret spot down there? Not, not that secret, but, I, but we have a destination, although I, I'm prepared for I-57 being bumper to bumper. I'm prepared for anything. You know? Yeah. Well, it should be fun, and it doesn't – What the last one, I think, was 1979, total eclipse in North America. Yeah. So, I'm, uh, everything I've read about the experience tells me uh, I want to – experience it mm-hmm. well uh you're uh well, i mentioned your the two big jobs you hold an attorney you have a attorney firm here with your sons right correct uh, i practice law with my sons and my partners anthony bruno and evan bruno mm-hmm. how do you like that working oh, with your sons is it it's a, a precious gift uh, i uh i enjoy working with them i enjoy their company um it's uh, i am so blessed to be able to spend the day working with them. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're also a Champaign City Councilman. We're going to talk about, of course, uh, what's going on with the Champaign City Council. But the, 
there's been a high-profile case uh, involving the uh, visiting U of I scholar Ying Ying Zhang, and you've been uh, representing Brent Christensen uh, in this case. Where are we on this? We have a pretrial hearing coming up. There's a pretrial hearing scheduled for August 28th, and a trial date currently scheduled for September 12th. Um, that's the way cases typically go in federal court. I think all the parties predict that a motion to continue will be filed. That's because there's a large amount of laboratory work that's not done yet, large amount of discovery that was just tendered to us two days ago. Mm. And so we anticipate that we will file a motion to continue uh, so that we can adequately review the materials. And frankly, much of the materials are not done being processed yet. Yeah. And then uh, based upon my experience, that motion would likely be granted. The September 12th trial date would likely be uh, vacated and a new trial date would be set and a new final pretrial would be set. That's fairly typical for federal court. I don't want to get ahead of myself because I don't know mm -hmm. how Judge Bruce might rule on that motion. But you can hardly have a trial while there are still scientific tests that aren't back from the lab. Mm -hmm. You've uh, been a uh, defendant or working with defendants on uh, local cases, uh, well-known cases a lot in circuit court. What's the big difference with federal court as opposed to circuit court? Well, federal court has uh, uh, a different category of cases and uh, resources that are so vast it's hard to imagine. Um, so they can... Uh, do the preparation, preparatory work on a case um, much more thoroughly than many um, state uh, law enforcement agencies have the resources to do. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and uh, so that's a large difference of it. Mm -hmm. And I know that uh, as far as the local folks, since it's a federal case, they're not really in, like the Julia Reitzes and all the people that you would normally – deal with right uh, I, mean. I don't i don't know because i haven't had this conversation with julia mm -hmm. but i suspect i know more about what's going on with this case than julia reitz does or police mm -hmm. chiefs in, in mm -hmm. many of the local jurisdictions mm -hmm. uh, because once the uh, university of illinois who initially started working on the case got the uh, federal bureau of investigation involved um, there was not much role for local police agencies anymore mm -hmm. or for local prosecutors um, uh, there's um, the case has been investigated and and is being prosecuted by mm -hmm. federal authorities. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, in a case like this, and you've uh, handled again high profile cases, how do how do they reach out to you? Do people just call you? Is that oh, that's, how you get into that's typical. You know, how do you how do you find a plumber or a dentist? Mm -hmm. um, the phone rings and somebody's on the other end of it, and they say, "I'd like to make an appointment," and um, and we get a lot of referrals from other lawyers. A lot of lawyers in the Chicago area refer cases to us for individuals who are at the University of Illinois and get in trouble. And the lawyers in the Chicago area are familiar with the work of our firm. So they may, um, they may give our name to the parents of, uh, of some kid at the U of I. Other people ha are just familiar with our work and, and call us. Mm -hmm. uh, it comes from a variety of different yeah. ways. The longer I, you practice law, the the more people out in the community are aware uh, of you, and they sometimes shop around to several different attorneys mm -hmm. and 
um, and sometimes they select us. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, there was an interview you'd done with the Gazette, I think, shortly after all of this started. Uh, he had already called you, right, uh, your client? Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. It, we made contact and mm-hmm. had an office appointment, and that's how cases yeah. like this typically yeah. start. Um, and in this case, just to update people, we, we still don't know. They're still looking for Ms. Zong, right? Uh, and yeah, I don't want to, wanna, I, you know, I really am not comfortable talking about the specifics of okay. this particular case. Okay. Um, but the uh, federal authorities have not uh, found her. Right. All right. Uh, and when you, um, when you, and you've taken on, as I said, a lot of public high profile cases, um, Obviously, defense attorneys, when they do that, they take a lot of criticism early, right? Is that, oh, uh, can you know, that happen? That's at a certain level, mostly by folks, well-meaning folks who just don't understand the nature of our democracy and the principles that make America great. A good reading point would be to start with the uh, Bill of Rights to the United States Constitution, where we guarantee people the right to trial by jury where we guarantee them in our Constitution, along with free speech and freedom of religion, we guarantee them the right to counsel. Um, We guarantee them uh, that the counsel will be uh, effective and that they will have a right to be proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. That's the fundamental bedrock of what makes us Americans. Not every country in the world grants those rights to its citizens, but we do. And so those of us who work in the judicial system, in the criminal justice system, are proud to do the work we do and hold it in uh, high regard. I have the utmost regard for prosecutors who spend their life prosecuting cases. And I think, by and large, they have respect for the role of defense attorneys. You subtract that out of the equation, and we're North Korea or we're um, Mm -hmm. Libya or... um, some other country who we don't aspire to be. Yeah. One of the things that makes um, America great is that we do have these high standards, and it has served us well in the history of the United States. Now, I know with this uh, federal case, um, the we don't have a, a the lockup here locally. They don't take a federal cases, so it's been in Decatur, right? And so the defendant how- is in Decatur along mm-hmm. with forty other federal defendants Mm -hmm. in a facility run by the Macon County Sheriff. Mm -hmm. And you have to work around logistically, I guess, that uh, situation. Uh, That's part of it, right? Got to get in the car and go see them. Yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll wait for what happens on the 28th and then into September on on that case and um, um, just uh, go from there, I guess. Sure. We will will take our ethical obligation seriously and and we are, as lawyers, we are ethically obligated to accept cases and to zealously defend the rights, protect the rights of our clients. 919, we're here with uh, Tom Bruno. I know that, and you, with your sons, have experienced this. When you, when you take a case, no matter what you might think going in, your job is to represent that person to the best of your ability. Ethically, ethically bound by that. And when lawyers fail to do that, the defendant might get a new trial. When lawyers don't adequately represent their client, the system cannot tolerate the result and, and may have to try the defendant all over again. Yeah. So our, our duty to the criminal justice system, our ethical duty, the way we keep our law license is by vigorously and aggressively defending our clients. And, uh, and we don't, 
well, you know, we don't have any choice. That's what we want to do. Yeah. Now, one of your sons was going to get married this no, summer, right? Did around he, he while did. all this while happened? this case was pending. Yeah. So you have to, um, you know, we're humans too, and we live in this community. We uh, uh, and it's a uh, it's a burden having uh, this level of responsibility. It's one we gladly signed up for, and uh, we're happy to take that burden. But it's uh, it's a little different kind of work. Sure. All right, uh, they believe we have a caller. Is this caller for Tom? All right, uh, let's see here. Who do we have here this morning? Go ahead. Hi, good morning, guys. Um, Tom, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, and I know if you can't get into the, the you know absolute uh, topics on the case, that's fine. But the two things: um, one, with the, all the media coverage, you know, obviously you had reporters from China and whatnot coming here. Um, are you looking to have to move move the or ask for the trial to be moved to a different location? Um, just out of curiosity, from that point of view. And the other one, I've watched enough true crime and all this kind of stuff to know that. Are just curious to know if a wife, in this case, can they be uh, are they held to testify against anybody, or is that like a privilege, sort of like a an attorney client privilege in, in in a case? Sure, there is uh, something called spousal privilege, where a spouse uh, cannot be made to repeat things that were told to them, uh, cannot be made against his or her will to repeat things that were told to them uh, by their spouse, but they can certainly volunteer it. Um, on the issue of a change of venue, um, you know, I will remind you that uh, <clears throat> Governor Rod Blagojevich was tried in the city of Chicago. And Governor George Ryan was tried in the state of Illinois. So it's not impossible to get jurors who can, uh, who will testify that they could be fair or that they are not uh, so persuaded by any pretrial publicity. And frankly, you could probably go up to Marketplace Mall and within a half an hour find 12 people who never heard about any of this case. It's mm. it's uh, a little disconcerting sometimes how little people know about the world that's going on around them. But um uh, Frankly, a lot of people don't listen to local radio, local television, and they don't read the local paper, and they just live their lives and and uh, wouldn't have heard anything about this case, or they've heard about it but they haven't formed an opinion. Gotcha. All right, Eric. Thank you for answering. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Mark on line two for Tom Bruno. Hi, Mark. Good morning. This case predicated upon surveillance video, something that Mr. Bruno has been adamant. Uh, against. Uh, I noted the recent shooting in downtown Champaign where someone uh, came out and during uh, at the conclusion of the evening showed up with some sort of handgun and fired 15 rounds off into the air. Uh, And the only video down there was uh, private video. And so Mr. Bruno has told us over and over and over that video on public land would be intrusive under the Fourth Amendment, Uh, and I'm just wondering, since uh, this case probably wouldn't have been solved, or we wouldn't be the point where we are now uh, without uh, the video from 
the University of Illinois if he's changed his position on this, and why doesn't he want us to be safer uh, with the apprehension of uh, criminals uh, through the use of video? It would seem to me that Mr. Bruno is siding on the side of criminals when he doesn't want to have video right, in public well, places. Let's let him answer that. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, I had the um, experience of visiting Cuba. I've been to China. I drove a rented car through East Germany in 1984. I, so you're equating the United States with Russia, Germany, or no. uh, with China? No, but if you'd let me finish. Let him finish. Go ahead. Pointing at. Go ahead. I've seen those countries, and I know that we can be safer. The first thing we could do to be safer is re uh, repeal the Fourth Amendment. And we would be safer. But in life, I'm not sure that it's all about what would make us safer. We would be safer if the police uh, could just walk into homes and look through your top dresser drawer, see if you have anything that might be illegal. There is a balance to be had between what would be maximum safety and what would be the, an ideal society we wish to live in. Mr. Bruno, you're well aware that the Supreme Court has ruled time and time again that cameras in public places are not subject to the Fourth Amendment. So your analogy of walking into a home and checking somebody's uh, dresser is flat-out wrong. I'm not making... You, uh, you, okay. If, okay. A, a, camera, a okay. camera which would have captured the events on downtown Champaign making... It's safer for the citizens to go down there. That is not a Fourth Amendment sure. issue at if you'll, all. If you'll let me finish. Okay. Let's I, go ahead and listen offline. Okay, Mark? Thanks. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not arguing about whether we could legally put such cameras up. I agree that legally we could put such cameras up. I was making a public policy decision about how uh, thoroughly we want to be surveilled in the lives we lead. Um we are subject to a great deal of video, uh, and it does a certain something to the community to know that your every movement is being watched and being watched by the government. So would it make it safer? Sure. Could we mandate the installation of a GPS device in everybody's car that reports back to the government? Yes, we could probably do that. My argument about cameras in public places is that we have a policy decision we should talk about and we should not just blindly say yeah that's the society i want to live in um because a lot of the things we could do uh we ought to think twice about whether we want to do them yeah all right well we're going to take a break here Nine we'll come back we have news headlines just around the corner we're going to talk some more uh, champagne city council issues with Tom Bruno, we have a lot to talk about there, some downtown development and other things, and we'll do all that as we continue on Penny for Your Thoughts in just a moment. All right, we are back here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Brian Barnhart with Tom Bruno. I've got a couple of leftover texts from yesterday having to do with Donald Trump. See if I can hit on those during the course of the second hour. We're going to talk a little bit about vacations in the second hour briefly with someone from the Illinois Department of Tourism, things you can do. School starts. I know my daughter starts tomorrow in Champaign, and other school districts are getting underway. And then uh, there's a 
Question here about mascots, and there's a text that says city council lawyer conflict of interest, question mark. So that was one text. So Sure. You want me to deal with that? You sure, if you want, in a minute sure. or so. Yeah. Or can you do it in two? I can do it right now. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, yeah. <clears throat> um, it's not a conflict of interest. There's a uh, long the city of Champaign doesn't prosecute cases. I, I couldn't take a city ordinance violation where the city of Champaign prosecutes that, like for a dog running at large or a container of open alcohol. But the city of Champaign is not the lead prosecutor on cases in Champaign County. That's usually Julia Reitz in mm-hmm. the state's attorney's office. Yeah. And there's a long history of people serving on city councils and also being involved in the court system. All right, and Marsha here. Let's get her in before the news. Marsha, how are you? Fine, fine. I've got uh, just a couple of short questions. Uh, how do people commit a crime, an admitted crime, and plea bargain and get off with a lighter sentence? Well, if a person had admitted to a crime, they may have a, a weaker <clears throat> position but um, they can still negotiate with the prosecutor um, what the appropriate uh, outcome of a case could be. So criminal cases are not just about whether the defendant committed an offense or not. Oftentimes, a lot of the work what a criminal defense attorney does on a case is, well, just exactly what offense was committed. Uh, There can be reasonable people can disagree about exactly what the offense was, even while everyone might agree, well, some offense took place. And then reasonable people can disagree about what's the appropriate punishment. And so those are things that can can be and are often negotiated. Well, I, I don't know. I'm still having a real hard time with uh, the young girl that was dismembered and her body was burnt and then thrown into Clinton Lake. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how they got off with such a light sentence. I, I, I'll never get it because, to me, they took away a daughter, a mother, sister, friend, and they got off with such a light sentence. I'll never, never yeah. understand it. But the second question, um, the man that is responsible for the young Chinese girl disappearing um if they don't find her and nobody seems to know uh where she's at he goes to trial can the chinese government step in i mean she was a chinese citizen can they step in and hello you there marcia okay she dropped out you probably got the gist of the question but uh well there's no authority for foreign governments to get involved in cases pending in the United States court system. Mm-hmm. All right, 9.33. We've got uh, news with Michael Kaiser, and we'll get back to Tom Bruno next. Here. All right, we are back. Penny for your thoughts. City Councilman Tom Bruno with us here, also local attorney, uh, as we've talked about. And we've got uh, callers lining up, and we've got emails or texts. If you'd like to do it that way, we can do that. All right, Champaign City Council uh, issues. We got a big development, MTD and another developer. Tell us about that and sure. where it's where the what the plans um, are and what's happening. I guess next week at a study session, we will be discussing uh, a proposal that has been made and what, if any, role the city might have in that proposal. It would be um, 
on a very large scale, it would be transformative of downtown Champaign, we will uh, review the proposal and see whether or not the city has anything it can do to um, help make the proposal viable uh, and to what extent we want to get involved. I think the large players in this would be developer Hans Grudelution, who developed the uh, Hyatt Place Hotel mm -hmm. and uh, the Mass Transit District. Um, the the plan would really span from University Avenue uh, almost as far south as Springfield Avenue, depending on whether or not a, a multi-purpose facility ever became part of this project. There would be a high-rise hotel, apartments, offices, and a conference center on a larger scale than anything we've seen in Champaign County, a place that could accommodate um, meetings and gatherings of hundreds and hundreds of people. Have they uh, heard, I know the DIA, the U of I folks, as you mentioned, the facility, have we heard anything from them on this other than that not, they're, they're uh, not, not that I am privy to. Okay. I think they are studying their options, whether or not they want to uh, get involved uh, would be a really exciting um, development if the University of Illinois became involved in an athletic way with, this, with a facility like this. That would be great. Um, the, uh, at a very minimum, uh, just a a uh, place where um, more people could live in downtown, more people could work in downtown. Um, there would be uh, new parking facilities created. Uh, th those kinds of things keep building on our downtown to make it the uh, thriving economic engine that provides and helps support goods and services for the rest of the community. So if you live out in the outskirts of Champaign, you may wonder, well, how does this impact me? Well, when we have a healthy downtown, uh, we don't have to rely as quite as much on real estate taxes to provide snow plowing and repair the potholes and provide police and fire protection for folks who might live two or three miles from downtown. Let's go back to the phones, and Joe is on the line. Hi, Joe. Uh, hello, uh, Mr. Bruno. Hello, Joe. Let me ask you a question. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Well, I got one thing. Uh, last couple of years, uh, when a, a client was uh, getting sentenced by a judge like Tom DeFanos, Webb, and Ford, and a few other ones, I know a few few instances where the individuals was on probation, and they extended their probation and they after they caught a new case mm -hmm. and some of them was hello joe we still have you okay we've lost him i don't know what's going on or got gremlins in there i can comment in general okay. you know a lot of times the public uh feels like every sentence that's ever passed down should be harsher and that's um not necessarily a good choice for society. So the legislature over the years has created a sentencing scheme. And at one end of the spectrum is put the person in jail or prison. But at the other end of the spectrum are 
community-based sentences, probation, conditional discharge, court supervision, they all have a role in a uh, broad spectrum of possible punishment. And if you read the statute, you'll see that the court shall give a person probation unless certain factors are present. So our first remedy is not to throw them in prison unless, unless there's some other reason. It's the other way around. And the judges, even the even the harshest of judges follow the statute. They read what the factors are. So a lot of times people are unfamiliar with the fact that the sentencing code lays out who should get what, and the judges are following the law. All right, got a text in. It says, uh, Brian, great show as usual. I'd like to thank Mr. Bruno for his defense of the Constitution and Bill of Rights and his questioning if we really want to live in a society where we are constantly surveilled by the government. I believe it was Benjamin Franklin who said those who would sacrifice long-term freedoms for some perceived short-term security are perhaps deserving of neither. That's from uh, Pablo. Yeah, I think that... That was your uh, point. um, When you uh, visit places like China and Cuba, you realize um, the idea that your next-door neighbor may be motivated to snitch you out to the local government representative makes for um, it destroys familial bonds it destroys neighborhood bonds um, people in east germany were very suspicious not just of the government they were suspicious of their family members and their next door neighbors because everybody was highly motivated to rat them out to the government yeah and that that's not a not a good quality of life now you've i think you've traveled to england Multiple times. England have, has a lot of yes, cameras, right? Sure. Um, cameras are the cameras are the coming thing. People will often think we can never be too safe. We can never be too safe until it's an intrusion in their personal space. We could put technology on automobiles so that you knew where everyone drove. So that was a condition of getting a driver's license or a license plate would be that that there was a camera on the interior of your car, that your speed was reported to Jesse White in Springfield so he could issue you an electronic speeding yeah. ticket. That's all going to be possible. It is possible. Yeah. How far do you go? That's do you, the... Is that where you want to live? Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could clearly we could monitor everybody's telephone calls. Mm-hmm. All we have to do, and if we put on the ballot, let's repeal the Fourth Amendment, the freedom from unreasonable searches and seizures, I have no doubt in America it would probably pass. It would probably pass because people have long ago given up, uh, are willing to give up their freedoms in exchange for the feeling of safety. Hmm. It's always a dangerous road to go down, I think. Uh, Let's go to Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm well. How are you guys this morning? Good. Good. Hi, Tom. Hi. Hey, I got a question regarding the solar eclipse glasses. Sure. (laughs) What kind of liabilities would the stores have in the event that they uh, are not approved? Um, Well, they would certainly be liable if they held them out as being approved. There is an issue about whether the ones you get on Amazon might be phony knockoffs. Uh, There's telltale signs to look to. You should read the websites by NASA. It's almost too late to buy them anywhere. Now, I talked to somebody yesterday who went to a local, um, couple of local welding stores, and as soon as they walked in the door, the 
the clerk says, I know what you're here for, and no, we, do, we don't have anything. Yeah. Um, if you look through a, a proper uh, eclipse viewing glasses on a day like today, you should not see anything out of them. They're so, they are so dark, they have a, a layer of silver in the film. But yeah. as a, an attorney, uh, if you came back with somebody who had been blinded or partially blinded, as you would have a difficult time proving, I suppose, that they properly wore the glasses and, and did everything right, and that case yeah. may not go very far. Yeah. What about an employer who would hand them out to their employees for a, a party? Well, you could you could establish liability there. It's a matter of can you prove it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'd be very careful. The problem is the little shards of light that come through in in the moments before and after the totality of the eclipse are not large enough to trigger our natural body's precautions of squinting or closing down the iris enough. So we can look at the sun at noon today and you won't hurt your eyes. But the looking at the eclipse can leave you with blind spots and there's no ethical way to do medical testing on these things. You can't have a control group where some of them look at a sliver of the sun and determine how many of them turn blind. Yeah. Um, is there any kind of a waiver? Oh, probably. That an employer might... Yeah, I don't know. No, I, we're, di- we're digging pretty deep. Yeah, here, I don't know that it would be effective. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Enjoy. All right. Bye. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Richard for Tom Bruno. Hi, Richard. Uh, good morning, Brian, and good morning, Mr. Bruno. Good morning. Uh, something that has bothered me, and and uh, it's bothered a lot of Americans over the last, uh, well, I guess maybe a couple of decades, if not longer, and a lot of our law uh, stems from law that is in England. In England, if I uh, take you to court and lose, I end up paying your court costs. That has never been enacted in the United States. Mm-hmm. And to an outsider, just a, a common, ordinary citizen, I look at that as, uh, well, it's questionable. Uh, it brings the integrity of the entire legal profession, or at least the, the, the lawyers, uh, into question, and I, I would like for you to address that on on the radio and, and sure. give me a reason why, uh, generally speaking, lawyers don't accept that. All right, we'll let uh, if you want to hang up, we'll let you listen. Okay. All right. Thanks, 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 Richard. Go ahead, Tom. You're right. It's it's an evolution of the common law as our law has uh, differed from the law in the United Kingdom. Uh, we have what's called the American rule, where each party pays their own legal fees. If you decide you want to hire an attorney uh, to defend yourself in a, um, in a lawsuit, a civil lawsuit, you, you pay your own attorney's fees. If you defend yourself in a criminal case, you pay your own attorney's fees, whether you are acquitted or, or found guilty. Um, I know that a lot of uh, criminal defendants who get found not guilty, their first thought is, now, who can I sue to get my money for my lawyer back? And the answer is, under the American system, you can't. You you absorb those expenses yourself. I suppose the public policy rationale behind it would be um, if somebody uh, sued you for injuring them in an automobile accident um, and, and you thought that uh, you could get all your attorney's fees made uh, paid by the other side, people would behave differently in that litigation. 
Um, and maybe lawyers' fees would be even higher than they are. Three five six nine three nine seven is how you can join us. We're here with uh, attorney and uh, city councilman uh, Tom Bruno. Uh, Cece asked me this yesterday. She we, since we were talking about glasses. Are the safe glasses that can be bought as at gas stations really safe? Have you had a, any eye professionals on Penny? I've had a lot of concerns about groups of kids outside without adequate supervision or even daring other kids to take a look, and adults too, from a worrywart granny. That was from uh, Cece. And I think uh, Joe is back with us. Joe, did you have something else you wanted to add? I think we answered the question, but... Yeah. All right. What, what I was re- re- getting to, I said I said a lot of individuals was was uh, given probation, and a few of them was doing the polar bearing stuff about two or three years ago. And uh, that's considered a hate crime. I don't see how something like that could get actually get probation. That's that's a little ignorant on the judges' part. Well, actually, all right. Thanks, Joe. Um, when a case like that goes to trial, there's a prosecutor in the courtroom and a and a defendant in the courtroom, and the judge is aware of the law, and the law often uh, takes into consideration. Uh, a variety of factors and per, and has a stated preference for probation. So that's our uh, that's what the criminal justice statutes call for is probation, it, unless the circumstances are unique that would require or call for prison. Uh, it we have to make choices in society about whether everyone should just go to prison. Um, there are societies that do that, but we still in America lock up way more of our citizens than any other country on earth. 953, we're on Penny for your thoughts. Bill Tech says, I bought uh, approved glasses for a dollar at Wally World at Walmart. So that's uh, in on the text line. Real quick, a couple other topics. Erica Harold uh, announcing she's going to run Attorney General, Republican side. Sure. How well you know Erica, but everybody in town uh, pretty know, much knows her. I'm right familiar here. with her. Um, with her career, and uh, she will be challenging Lisa Madigan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Erica Harold, a fairly conservative Republican, um, has got to win the city of Chicago probably to succeed in winning the state of Illinois Attorney General. And I think Lisa Madigan has a family member who might help her um, <laughs> with with her election. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that uh, it, it would always be a daunting task to take on a four-term incumbent female attorney general. With the name of Madigan. With the name of Madigan. Yeah. So Madig- the Madigan name is um, not a, a plus down in central Illinois, but it's uh, probably not so uh, bad in in the city of Chicago, and there's an overwhelming number of votes coming out of the city of Chicago. And she's an attorney as well. She's at Meyer Cable, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. And, there, and very uh, good, and I've heard. She'd make a fine attorney general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I, I'm glad that she's throwing her hat in the ring. She doesn't have the nomination yet, mm-hmm. but um, th- it's a big state, and we sometimes lose touch down in central Illinois about how outnumbered we may be by Republicans in the collar counties or by Democrats in the city of Chicago. Also with the state of Illinois, the uh, I think the legislature is meeting today to uh, look at a bill or maybe in a, a revision of the bill, the governor minatorily vetoed or overriding the governor eventually. Uh, have you seen what, uh, as far as Champaign schools, uh, everybody's kind of waiting to see if this is 
what's going to happen, I guess. I have not been following that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not close. You're probably just as well, but uh, it, it's, it's been kind of a mess. It's upsetting yeah. Uh, yeah. the state of Illinois government. You know, it's we have only ourselves to blame. We we elected a Republican governor back to back terms. He went to prison. We elected a Democratic governor back to back terms. He went to prison. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, we have to look in the mirror and say, why is our state so screwed up? And uh, one other topic I wanted to hit on before we wrap it up for the hour, the whole talk with Charlottesville. And Charlottesville always have an affinity for that because it's the University of Virginia and it's a college town, kind of like we are. I don't know the exact size of Charlottesville, but it's a a beautiful city. But obviously some ugly things that happened on on Saturday and the reaction to it. But uh, the whole thing with Confederate monuments, and I think that's kind of the whole what triggered all of this. Yeah, it's very troubling. You know, people need to realize these Confederate monuments were not put up during the Civil War or right at the end of the Civil War. They were put up in the earlier part of the 1900s, long after the Civil War. Um, and, uh, And they were put up to honor not only those generals, but what they stood for at a time when uh, the Ku Klux Klan was uh, pretty strong in America. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would have been better in my mind if the statues had come down decades ago and it would have been better in my mind if the commander in chief could just call ugliness, ugliness um, and not have to equivocate on that and say, and say the kinds of, uh, uh, repulsive remarks he made yesterday looks to me like <clears throat> he made the initial remarks and then he went really strong with his remarks whatever it was monday and uh, i'm guessing the people around him say okay let's end it right there but then he couldn't help himself and he came out again you know and now it stirred the pot again yeah he's seems to be uh hell-bent on wrapping himself up in a cause that many americans find uh, repulsive yeah. So what else uh, going on in your life? Are you did you get a chance to travel at all this summer? I know that uh, with I travel I travel a lot. Uh, the, my wife and I were in Lima, Peru in February. We're going to Spain. We're going to Italy in September. Uh, we enjoy travel. It's how um, it's how we uh, relax. Well, it's it's good to get away once in a while. So I'm told the population of Charlottesville forty three thousand. So maybe yeah, it's a little a, bigger it's than a, Urbana probably. And um, they're not going to be the only city in the South that has to face these issues. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley uh, probably achieved the prominence she did in America because she uh, forcefully took down the Confederate flags uh, shortly mm-hmm. after the uh, Dylan Roof uh, mass murder in the church. Yeah. Well, and further down the road, when you think about it, all over the South, there are schools named after you know, the generals or whatever, there's counties. I mean, how many Lee counties are there across the South? I mean, sure. uh, it's one of those things, uh, you know, how far do you go and where do you, where do you stop and, and what, what do you do about it? So yeah. we, we that... evolve as a country as we uh, grow older and um, it's, uh, it's a difficult situation, but it, it certainly ought to have been handled better uh, by our fearless leader. All right. Hey, uh, Tom, thank you as always. I know you're a busy man, so I appreciate the hour. Thank you. And we're on Penny for your thoughts. We're going to talk a little bit about vacations uh, before uh, the uh, hour is up in the next half hour, before uh, the summer is up. School starts in a lot of places, but maybe something you might want to do before Labor Day, other than go see the eclipse, which Tom is doing down in 
Southern Illinois. We'll talk about that and take your phone calls on an open line as well on Penny for Your Thoughts. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana at 10 o'clock. All right, 81 degrees at the Radio Center. The Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Your Assets, and Your Family from the Cost of Long-Term Care. Learn about the law that completely changes the rules and much more today at 1.30 at the iHotel. Call Facer Law Office, 337-1111. Reserve your spot, 337-1111. Ask about the new book co-authored by elder law attorney Thorpe Facer. Protect your family. Don't write a blank check to the nursing home. Lots of text to get to. We'll work our way through those this hour. Pretty much an open line, but Corey Job has uh, jumped on the line with us here from the uh, Illinois Office of Tourism. Corey, how are you? Brian, good morning. How are you? Good. We've been talking a lot about this eclipse coming up. <laughs> I bet you have. I bet, uh, I bet you've heard a lot about it, too, in your role. huh? I think this is my sixth interview this morning <laughs> on the eclipse. Well, I'm, we, I'm a little we, hoarse. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we've already we've covered a lot of that already, but obviously That's Southern great. Illinois has been, been gearing up for it, so um, pretty exciting. Well, they have. You know, obviously NASA is setting up camp there at SIU Carbondale. I just got reports this morning that... Uh, the football stadium there, Saluki Stadium at SIU, holds 24,000 people, and they are sold out now for NASA's event there and, and watch party on the Eclipse Day on Monday, August 21st, which is exciting. And uh, NASA tells me there's going to be over 60,000 people in the city of Carbondale, and then we're reporting over 200,000 people in the re 16-county region. But a lot of great things to do in the area, and but not only in Carbondale or the Shawnee National Forest, but several communities that are along the path may not be in the direct totality as Carbondale, but along the path here in Illinois have various activities and events planned and watch parties. So it's hmm. pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. So we're getting uh, school starts, I know, here from my daughter in Champaign. Uh, tomorrow some school districts are already uh, underway, maybe a day or two in. But uh, I was just thinking about a couple of ideas of things people could do before school starts, if it does start later, and then before Labor Day. Any uh, any way you can help me with some ideas around the state? Absolutely. Well, we we do, and, you know, I'm watching my social media feeds this morning. All my friends' kids are going back to school, but there's still some time, obviously, before Labor Day, right before we head into fall travel season, which is about 30% of our business for the year around the state. But, you know, close to your listening audience, uh, the Illinois State Fair is still running mm -hmm. uh, through Sunday. Uh, the Illinois State Fair is a, a great family tradition over in Springfield, the state capital. But while you're in Springfield visiting uh, the Illinois State Fair, I always encourage people to, especially families, to, to learn as much as they can about President Abraham Lincoln. And, and Springfield has everything Lincoln. And there is a really great... Um, there's a really great display or uh, program going on at the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library Museum, which is called The Rivalry. And I know in central Illinois, the rivalry is the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs. And for the first time ever, Major League Baseball has allowed <clears throat> uh, the, a lot of pieces of memorabilia to be housed under one roof in, um, in this Cubs versus Cardinals, the rivalry exhibit which is um, going on at the ALPLM through the end of the year. So there's plenty of time to go over. But then I also encourage families to go see the Lincoln home and the old state capitol where you can really learn as much as you can about Abraham Lincoln. But the state fair runs through this Sunday, August 20th. And it's a great 
family fun event, affordable prices, and um, I would encourage a trip to the capital city. I've also been reading uh, Corey, as Corey Job joins us from the uh, Illinois Office of Tourism. Starved Rock's been getting a lot of use this summer, I've heard. Is that well, Starved Rock and our, you know, our outdoor uh, our outdoor state parks are always a, a tremendous asset for us um, in terms of attracting visitors from within the state or outside the state in. Uh, Starved Rock State Park is, you know, a terrific uh, location with the lodge and the cabins. But, you know, a lot of great hiking, biking. Um, you know, there's I think there's like 18 different sandstone canyons, several different seasonal waterfalls that really make it quite a, an opportunity for the family. I encourage everybody to stay on the trails. Uh, Star of Rock State Park gets a lot of activity, but uh, safety, remember safety first and always stay on the trails. But my favorite, um, and doesn't get as much activity, but it's Matheson State Park. And it's it's right next to Star of Rock. It's literally a stone's throw away from Star of Rock, but doesn't get as much tra- tra- uh, traffic. Mm-hmm. And it still has, you know, about five to ten miles of um, hiking trails, still has some great waterfalls. And um, uh, Buffalo Rock State Park is also great, and you can kayak there as well. So those are two little hidden gems. A lot of people think Starve Rock, that's all we can go to. On busy weekends, sometimes the exits are closed at Starve Rock, and I encourage people to, to sneak around and go to Matheson State Park or Buffalo Rock State mm. Park, just as great as Starve Rock. Yeah, how do you spell that? Is that uh, math? Matheson yeah. is M A T T H I E S S E N. Matheson State mm. Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as we look ahead to the fall, Corey, uh, are there great areas when the when the leaves start to change? Better areas. I mean, obviously, Southern Illinois has more trees well, than Southern Central Illinois than... and and along the Great River Road. You know, mm. again, Southern Illinois, the Shawnee National Forest and Giant City. A state park and a lodge there, uh, but as you go over to the western part of the state and travel, I love traveling the Great River Road. I I, I love the Grafton Alton area. Uh, Pier Marquette State Park is great for fall colors and the fall color drive along the Mississippi River uh, up into uh, the Quad Cities where I'm at today. Actually, I'm in the Quad Cities talking about the eclipse today. Um, and, you know, I think a great family stop is the John Deere Pavilion. Kids' eyes get real big and wide when they see this massive farm machinery equipment, and they can climb on it and learn about it. And then uh, for a couple's weekend, you know, the pinnacle of the Great River Road is really uh, Galena, Illinois. Um, Galena is, you know, a small community of about 3,500 residents, but welcomes nearly almost 2 million visitors a year. The entire town is on the National Register of Historic Places. Great boutique shops, B&Bs, inns, championship golf, golfing. So that's a great couple's getaway weekend. They can leave the kids back with Grandma and Grandpa and uh, head out for some R&R. But a lot of unique opportunities for uh, fall colors, last-minute weekend trips for the family. Uh, we always encourage um, you know, our, our folks to go to our website. We have some great trip ideas uh, we have a lot of last-minute trip itineraries for the eclipse coming up this weekend, but fall travel, um, travel along our seven national scenic byways with unique trip itineraries, and that's all at our website at uh, enjoyillinois.com. Before I let you go, Corey, uh, people always, a yeah. lot, lot of us here go to Chicago for various reasons, yeah. museums yeah. or ball games. Is there any uh, hidden gems in and around Chicago, suburbs, or in the city itself that people may not well, know about? 
Yeah, and Chicago is so accessible from the Champaign area, either on Amtrak or up 57. But, you know, Chicago is just a fantastic world-class city. Something this fall, the architectural biennial is back in Chicago, and it's everything about architect architecture. Um, and, you know, with uh, the 150th anniversary of Frank Lloyd Wright's birthday this past June, there's a new renewed interest on his birthplace and home out in Oak Park, but everything architecture, and I want one of my favorite things to do, you know, there's so many things to do in the city, whether it's food and sports or Broadway theater. I love um, how Chicago has taken the river walk and transformed the Chicago River and transformed it with a new river walk with filled with restaurants. Uh, you can kayak on the Chicago River. You can you can take boat cruises and take an architectural boat cruise on a couple of different uh, outfits there. And it's just a great way to take in the beautiful skyline. And there's still plenty of time. Uh, the weather is still uh, very uh, uh, reasonable and, and, and very inviting. And Chicago is just this world-class city and is very accessible to all of us in central Illinois. And as you know, uh, Corey, uh, Illinois celebrating, what, 200th birthday? 200th so birthday a... coming up. The bicentennial uh, 2018 is the bicentennial year. We're working very closely uh, with the Bicentennial Commission and uh, celebrating and being proud of our state and our heritage and where we're going to go in the next 200 years. So it's going to be an exciting uh, 2018 ahead. All right. Hey, Corey, I'm going to let you go on that. I know there's a lot to get to, but uh, with the eclipse coming up especially, so uh, good well, luck. Brian, I'd be good... more than happy to come back, and we'll chat again. Yeah, very good. Thank you, Corey. Thanks for having us. Have All a right. great day. Very good. Yep, Corey Job, Illinois uh, Office of Tourism. Just some ideas for you. I thought, hey, what uh, what's left to do this summer, so... He's the guy that knows. We'll come back with more on Penny for Your Thoughts. Open line the rest of the way this morning on Penny. Penny for Your Thoughts. Brian Barnhart here on DWS in for Jim Turpin. Glad you're with us today. Jim's back on Monday. He's been taking some time off. Happy anniversary, by the way, to Jim and Louise. Great couple. 65 years, I believe it is. Uh, anniversary, I think it was yesterday. So congratulations to uh, Jim and Louise. Great to be in the chair again today. Tomorrow, Donna Pittman's going to join us uh, Join us from the Champaign Public Library a little bit and uh, open line and then uh, Busey Money Talk. And then on Friday, an open line in the first hour. And then Rob Kennedy, a gentleman I've gotten to know, U of I graduate, who's like the head guy at C-SPAN. And we'll talk with him on uh, Friday. And uh, I took a tour of their facility when we were out in Washington, D.C. for the Big Ten basketball tournament. He was gracious enough to give me a personal tour and uh, just a fascinating facility they have there. They also have uh, C-SPAN radio, which I didn't know about. So anyway, we'll talk with him on Friday, and then Jim's back on Monday. Speaking of Busey, of course, it's time for college, and your kids may be leaving to go on their own. It's time to have that money talk. Busey suggests covering topics such as credit, banking, fraud protection, budgeting, College debt, make sure they understand what they're getting into here with college debt. You don't want to hamper them right out of the gate once they graduate. So uh, Busey can help you with all of that. Mobile and online services from Busey, the Busey mobile app, Busey text, Busey e-bank, Busey bill payment. Visit Busey.com. Give them a call at 1-800-67-IBUSEY or stop by one of their many convenient locations today. All right, uh, texts and emails. Uh, this one left over from Denny from yesterday. It says President Trump has done a lot for the economy through executive order. He's rescinded harmful regulations and removed roadblocks to business growth. He's paid attention to business concerns rather than ignore them. Perhaps more important, the positive psychology created by knowing the president will not raise taxes nor impose 
more onerous regulations. If the caller, uh, and this was from yesterday, if the caller has a 401k, he should be thrilled with the Trump presidency. Let's see here. There was a couple more. Brian uh, from Mike, do you think it's a coincidence that Duke University's mascot is the Blue Devils? Where is Durham, North Carolina, home of Duke University? was talking about the toppling of the statue there, the Confederate statue in Durham. Uh, and then at the very end of the uh, hour today, the comment about the president your guest just made uh, is blank. If you've been watching the fake news, they've been saying he hasn't been saying anything about it, so he was trying to appease them, which was a mistake. Also, Bill says, does anyone listen to what the president actually says? One member of the morning show obviously doesn't, nor CBS Propaganda News. And as far as all those monuments coming down, I suppose that should be up to the local government. But what thought comes to mind is that uh, those who forget their history are doomed to repeat it. Those are all texts and emails that came in here in the last hour or late yesterday. We're at 1028. Forty years ago today, Elvis Presley passed away. Remember where you were when Elvis Presley passed away? So August 16th, 1977, Elvis Presley died at his Graceland estate in Memphis, Tennessee. He was only 42 years old. Well, that's hard to believe. That's 40 years ago now. Wow. All right, a couple other notes on this day. Uh, 1948, baseball legend Babe Ruth died in New York at the age of 53. So he passed away pretty young. And uh, this day in 1954, for you sports fans out there, Sports Illustrated, first published by Time. 10.29. I'm going to take a quick break, maybe a minute or two. We'll come back with news headlines. We'll continue with the final half hour, your open line phone calls and emails and text straight ahead on Penny for your thoughts on a Wednesday. Hey, this reminder, it comes up today, the Facer Law Office, inviting you to attend their free seminar, Seven Secrets. You need to know how to protect your home, your assets, and your family from the cost of long-term care. Give them a call. It's today at 1.30 at the I-Hotel. Call the Facer Law Office, 337-1111. 10.31, Michael Kaiser News Headlines on this Wednesday. Back with your phone calls here the rest of this half hour on a busy Wednesday here on Penny for Your Thoughts. 356-9397-TALK at WDWS is how you email us. You can text us anytime. Cancel heating and cooling text line 351-5357. Had Tom Bruno on. Very quick hour. That uh, hour with Tom always goes by so fast. Uh, we commented about each other off the air about that, how quickly it goes. A lot of good uh, topics there. Had uh, Corey Job on from the Illinois uh, Tourism Office with some ideas. If you're thinking about maybe a quick trip, maybe your wife and Yourself or family, uh, school starts or Labor Day or into the fall. Just had some ideas there. Of course, the big eclipse coming up on Monday. That's dominating a lot of the headlines anymore. The the glasses. I guess the uh, Champaign Public Library. We're going to talk with Donna Pittman about that uh, tomorrow a little bit. Events surrounding the eclipse, but also they've been you know handing out glasses along the way, the special glasses. So anyway, we'll talk about all that and then Rob Kennedy on Friday. I want to remind you that Corey Swanson is a hands-on owner. His family-owned business, 100% owned, operated by Corey Swanson and his wife, Melissa. He's local. He's a graduate of Rantoul High School in the University of Illinois, comprised of roofing professionals, certified in roof installation. All of the crew are company employees. They receive full benefits and 401K, so there's some loyalty there. Swanson Roofing, providing services in Champaign, Vermilion, Ford, and McLean Counties, 
The Roofing Dog is what he's uh, known by, Swanson Roofing, 217-355-ROOF. That's 217-355-7663, or visit Swanson Roofing online at theroofingdog.com. Glad you're with us today here on Penny for Your Thoughts. I want to remind you as well, the Facer Law Office, with their event today at 1.30, you can learn about it, uh, all the things you need to do to protect your home, your assets, and your family. Uh, from the cost of long-term care. We know that can be very expensive for those of you that have experienced it. 337-1111. 337-1111 is the number to call. 130 today at the iHotel if you'd like to uh, join them for that. We're at 1042 here at DWS and 81 degrees. Got a little cloudy here as the, the morning has gone on. Glad to be with you uh, today and the rest of this week here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, lots of thoughts out there on various topics today, both locally and nationally. And let's go back to the phone lines, and Karen is with us. Hi, Karen. Hey, Brian. How are you? Good. I have a question about the eclipse issue. Yeah. Um, it sounded like one of the people you spoke to today about the eclipse said something about not driving with your headlights on during the eclipse it's going to be dark so whoever would be driving would have to have their headlights on yeah i think yeah. he said i think he said to make sure you have them on oh he said make sure yeah, you have. Okay. i think so yeah <laughs> okay that wouldn't make any sense would it <laughs> well yeah unless there's going are there going to be some sort of restrictions locally here as far as like being allowed to drive during that time or what I mean, I I don't think so. I think we're we're just getting a partial eclipse here. I think, right? Yeah. I don't I don't think we're getting the total. Um, I think Tom Bruno described it as like having all the lights off in your house, but having a light or two on somewhere in your house. You know, where it's not totally dark. Right. But, but no, still. I don't I, I don't know of any restrictions other than what you're suggesting, which is make sure you leave your lights on. Okay. But. Um, just wanted to get a little clarification yeah. on that, if the police are going to say something if you're driving during that time or something. Yeah. I know the one thing that, that the Illinois Department of Transportation is discouraging is people just pulling off the interstate, you know, to oh, observe yes, of it, which oh, yes, yes. wouldn't be safe, but I'm sure there are probably people that will. <laughs> so we can still, like, drive around oh. normally, but have your headlights on. I would think it? so, yeah. Okay, just but, checking. <laughs> yeah, that would be my, I mean, you know, I'm not the official... Uh, lawgiver but uh that would be my suggestion okay we'll see uh, what happens okay great thanks so much thanks karen uh-huh, bye-bye Ten forty-four here at dws another quick break we'll come back with more your phone calls emails texts all welcome on an open line here on penny for your thoughts the rest of the way on a wednesday all right am i right about this ed two weeks from saturday is football is that right two weeks from this saturday wow it's coming fast all right, we'll be ready for it. Illinois and Ball State. Basketball schedules coming together. We got all kinds of events coming up leading up to football, too. Yeah. We got that Scotty's Brew House. Uh, mm-hmm. The following, the next two Mondays, we'll be there with the sports page. Yeah. Uh, a week from Monday, we start the first Lovey Smith show yeah. down at Buffalo Wild Wings, 7 o'clock. 7 to 8. So they'll start its run. Uh, in, mm-hmm. in another week. Yep. And then we'll start gearing up for uh, a whole bunch of football. <laughs> and yep. I'm looking forward. You you think the Big Ten is going to release their basketball I, I think the I think the, they've got a couple of December dates they need to come out with All right. here for the Big Ten. And, and then, of course, they told you who you were playing. Yeah, we know that. And how many games you're, you know, is it a away game? Or you're playing these schools away and you're playing these schools home and you're playing these schools twice. 
but uh, I think we should, should get the dates on. There's a couple of – because of people that don't – if you don't remember, the uh, Big Ten Conference's tournament this year is in New York City, but it's a week earlier than it normally is. Right. And so they've got to scrunch the Big Ten schedule together to make all the games fit before the Big Ten tournament. And then Lauren was talking yesterday or the day before about next year maybe going to 20 Big Ten games, <laughs> which would be nice. Yeah, well – uh, Scott says it'll be released at 3.30 today. There oh. We well, we uh, can wait we'll that we'll long. Wait till 3.30, I guess. Okay. Unless somebody leaks it or hacks into the, the Big Ten office. No, we don't want that. All right, 10.50. We're at 81 degrees here at the Radio Center. By the way, uh, talking about the Eclipse glasses, Champaign Public Library has been handing out, I think, 50 free ones every day until they run out, 50 a day. And they say people are li- people line up out there. To come in and get them. So that's interesting. I know there's watch parties at the Urbana Free Library on Monday. Champaign Public Library. Uh, here, and we had a caller ask about the eclipse here locally. 93%. Not a total eclipse, but a 93% eclipse here in Champaign. Uh, Paul Wood had a good article in the News Gazette. You might want to check it out today about Eric Johnson, treasurer of the Champaign-Urbana Astronomical Society. So the looking at the sun or looking at eclipse is always a challenge. He says a partial eclipse has the same ability to permanently damage your retinas that the sun would have any other day. He says his group has fewer than 50 left and uh, may sell the rest at our next club meeting. Uh, Best Buy, an employee there, says we've been getting a lot of calls. We just don't have any more. They keep running out. Um, University of Illinois Administrator Robin Kaler said she had to return her 20 pairs of glasses from one store because she found out they weren't rated approved by the International Organization for Standardization. The American Astronomical Society has a lengthy list of reputable manufacturers and vendors on its website. And, of course, there's the old uh, pinhole projector with a shoebox. You can do that. Or if you be like me, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to look because my eye, I depend on my eyes too much <laughs> to do what I do as far as play-by-play. So um, I'm just going to watch a video of it you know, somewhere. Somebody will – there will be plenty of uh, online. But it'll be, it'll be cool to be a part of the actual effect of the eclipse uh, on that day on Monday in the early afternoon. So we'll look forward to that. 10.52 here on Penny for Your Thoughts. We'll take another break and start to wrap it up for this Wednesday in just a moment. And again, a reminder about the Facer Law Office and their information, 337-1111. And uh, that will be for the free seminar, Seven Secrets. You need to know to protect your home, your assets, and your family from the cost of long-term care. That's today at 1.30 at the I-Hotel in Champaign, Facer Law Office, 337-1111. Glad you're with us today on Penny for Your Thoughts. Had a busy three days so far, two more busy days the next couple of days. And we've got Kathy on the line here at 1056. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Um, last time there was an eclipse in this area, we watched it on, the gr- on our back porch. We watched the shadows on the back porch and took pictures, and that was pretty impressive. That's what we're going to do next week. We're going to watch it on on you know, in our yard or on the concrete or whatever, and just watch the shadows and take pictures. And that's just a whole different, um, you know, way to view it. For yeah. People. Yeah. 
No, that's a really good idea. I saw they, we had a news report that Walter Cronkite did from 1979, and they were showing clips of people using the shoeboxes, mm-hmm. you know, on their head or with their, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not doing that either, but I like yeah. your idea better. Yeah, you might want to mention that tomorrow when you're on the air, but last time there was an eclipse in this area, I had 20-some years ago, and it was only a partial, and uh, it was really kind of cool to watch mm-hmm. the ground, and you could see it happening on the ground. It was just, it was mm-hmm. just, it was pretty neat. Did it get uh, real dark? It wasn't, no, not no. as much as it's going to be next week, but yeah. um, just, you know, watching it, and we, and we took some pictures, and you can see the, the um, progression through the pictures. Yeah. So. Well, if there's ever a social media event, this is going to be it. Yeah. On Monday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank That's you, Kathy. Day. Yep, Bye. good advice. 356-9397. That's how you can join us each and every day here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Donna Pittman from the library is going to join us tomorrow. We'll talk about this and other things with the Champaign Public Library. In the first hour, Busey Money Talk at 10.30, so a little shorter show tomorrow, an hour and a half. And then two hours, we'll have an open line in the first hour on Friday after a busy week. And then Rob Kennedy, a gentleman, again, I've gotten to know that is like the, um, and I forget his exact title, I want to say COO or whatever it is. He's the one of the two head guys that basically run C-SPAN, and he's a University of Illinois graduate. And a big Illini fan, and uh, got to know him a little better. I actually took a tour of C-SPAN. See, for one thing, I didn't even realize, for instance, for example, on the tour, that C-SPAN is on one floor of this building right near the Capitol. Fox is on the floor above, and MSNBC is on the floor below. They're all three in the same building. So all those shots you see, if you watch Fox News or whatever, of uh, the Capitol building, or on one angle, they'll show you the uh, Union Station where everything, all the cabs and all the trains and everything comes up for Washington, D.C. It's right there, walking distance from that building. So he was uh, gracious enough to give me a tour, a University of Illinois uh, alum who's very proud of the university and has done great things at uh, C-SPAN. So we'll talk to him just about C-SPAN and current events and all of that coming up in the second hour on Friday, and then Jim will return on Monday. don't know if you've had a chance to see uh, Dunkirk Yet it's at the Virginia Theater. I think uh, coming up here, and it's been going to be shown this week uh, in the big, big uh, screen, the big size. Uh, I don't know all the technical terms, but it's going to be big. Uh, but it's been in the theaters, of course, for a month or so. But if you get a chance to see it, it is a very good movie, very well done. But I will tell you, it is intense. You're in a war zone. You got soldiers trying to get off a beach. The British soldiers at Dunkirk before the Nazis close in, and um, you're in a war zone, so just get ready. It's not relaxing, but it is very well done. The, the cinematography and all of that is, is very impressive. And then I also saw Wonder Woman. If you want to see that, it's got a good storyline. It's pretty good. It's better than I did. I went in skeptical. I thought, okay, I'll go see it, and it was better than I thought. So um, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So anyway, uh, that's it for me today. Thanks to Tom Bruno. Thanks to Corey Job. Thanks to all your calls and emails. Got a lot of those. We'll continue to talk tomorrow on Penny for Your Thoughts on WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, 11 o'clock.